Hello, we would like to welcome our listeners back to Early Learning Ventures podcast, Family Engagement Friday. Today, we will welcome Jennifer Sommer Shepherd with Aurora Mental Health Center. She will talk to us about grief and loss in families with young children. Hello, Jen. How are you? Hi, Sue. I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Good. Would you like to begin by sharing a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. So I am currently a clinical supervisor um, and am a therapist and have also done um, early childhood mental health consultation at a number of different, um, you know, kind of places and agencies and with families um, and am employed by Aurora Mental Health and Recovery, as you said. Great. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what you think is important for families with young children to know about grief and loss? Sure. Um, I think one of the most um, important things to know is that grief and loss, I think in anyone, um, including young children, is not a linear process. Um, It is pretty common for, you know, when we're experiencing grief and loss for days, perhaps to start to feel a little bit more, you know, kind of typical at some point. And then all of a sudden there may be an anniversary or there may be something that reminds us of, you know, if it was a person, for example, that we lost. And then, you know, in the process of grief, we kind of start to um, exhibit, you know, perhaps some of the same, um, you know, kind of signs that we did before, um, the tearfulness or the sadness. And then again, we, you know, kind of start moving forward. So it definitely um, moves back and forth over the course of time. Um, another thing that I think it's important to note is that everyone's process is different. So mm-hmm. even within the same family, um, you know, mom or, you know, the child or, you know, someone else in the family that who is an integral piece they may experience grief one way and another important family member will experience it entirely differently. Young kids as well, as we're talking about grief and loss with them, frequently, if they're particularly young, they may start to regress um, following a loss, um, which often, you know, may show up as, you know, perhaps bedwetting or maybe baby talk, um, just being a couple of the examples or ways. Right. Um, uh, what are some situations or life events that can result in an experience of loss in young children? I think the thing that comes to mind for many people first is the death of someone um, in their lives, be it, you know, a family member or a friend or even a pet. And yes, of course, you know, death is um, a life situation when kids will likely experience that, you know, sense of loss. Um, however, there are other things that maybe don't come in, come to mind right away as being, um, you know, a time where kids might experience loss. One is um, just significant changes in their lives. That may be um, moving, for example. It may be the divorce of their parents. Um, you know, it could even be if they're leaving, for example, one child care and going to another, and they had a particularly close relationship with their teacher, things like that, where, um, you know, as adults, I think we see them as sort of parts of life. Um, but it can really, you know, kind of trigger that sense of loss in kids. 
Um, another thing that, you know, can also experience or can result in grief is something like a medical diagnosis. Um, like if a child, for example, is diagnosed with cancer, they may grieve some of the, you know, things that they could do on a daily basis um, prior to that medical diagnosis that they may not be able to do um, now. Yeah, there's a lot of different reasons that we experience loss definitely in our lives. When you were talking, I was thinking about my daughter when she was seven years old, um, a cat that she absolutely loved died. And so death of a, of a pet is, can be very significant as well. Absolutely. And frequently it seems like that is kids first experience um, with death oftentimes, not always. Um, but I think that happens you know, quite often with kids um, in terms of how they experience, um, you know, what death is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Frequently it's a pet. Yeah. Well, what does grief look like? Great question. And (laughs) there are so many different um, ways that it can show up. Um, You know, it varies significantly from child to child and honestly, from adult to adult. Um, in really young kids, I think it can sometimes seem a little bit perplexing to us as adults, um, because usually if we're feeling, you know, really feeling and grieving the loss on a particular day, it usually doesn't last, um, for the tiny little snippet of time that we may see it lasting in kids. So they may actually start to cry Maybe they verbally state that they're missing someone. And then 30 seconds later, they're involved in play. Um, And that's one difference that kids, you know, in terms of the way kids experience it from adults, Mm -hmm. Um, there's this rapid shift of emotions. Um, You know, they may ask questions about the loss, barely give an adult time to respond, and then they change the subject. Um, It is normal for them to feel, you know, sad or perhaps guilty or anxious or angry, um, even at the person who died or maybe someone else. Um, So all of these different, you know, kind of mixed feelings are frequent occurrences. But again, you know, it's important to honor that it'll look different in every single person um, who experiences it. That really leads into this next question of what are some misconceptions around grief and loss with young children? Sure. Um, So I think the most common, and again, this is from, you know, kind of my perspective as a therapist, is that even though oftentimes it's, there's an attempt to protect the child, um, adults may say, well, the kids don't understand anyway. So I really don't need to talk to them about it or shouldn't talk to them about it. Um, And I would say it is important to, you know, talk to them and to be direct, but in a developmentally appropriate manner. Um, So for example, if we're talking about a three-year-old, you know, we'll keep it concise and at the same time, be honest. They may have questions And, you know, just developmentally will likely not understand the permanency of death. Um, One thing that I think, you know, over the course of many years, we societally have learned 
is that it's important not to refer to death as quote unquote sleeping um, Mm -hmm. because this can result in a fearfulness of bedtime or sleeping in the young child. Mm. I never thought of it that way. That's, that's a, a good point. Um, how can families support their children when they experience loss? Yeah. Um, one way I think is encouraging them to share their feelings. Um, and this may you know, be a number of different ways, de- depending on the child and also developmentally. Um, it may be through something other than verbal language. For example, art um, or looking at pictures. Um, if there's a person who has passed and kind of going through those pictures with a child um, or it may be through play. Um, and, you know, when possible, understanding that, you know, routines may be shifting for everyone, sticking with routines, um, you know, is a really great way to support the child because they're comforting um, to young kids in particular. It makes things a little bit more predictable for them. They know what to expect. Um, but again, acknowledging that there may be, you know, things going on um, that don't make that possible all the time. Um, when, when do you think, uh, or when should families seek professional guidance if they're thinking about that? Sure. Um, I'll be sharing a number um, in a minute. And, you know, to be honest, I really encourage families to kind of listen to their gut, so to speak. What is, um, are they feeling like something just doesn't quite feel right? Um, Or, you know, that you just have questions even like, is this typical? Is what this usually looks like in a child? I would really encourage them to reach out um, if they have questions or concerns, uh, because a professional will be able to support you and answer questions specific to your child um, and let you know, yeah, this is kind of what we see developmentally when a child is experiencing this loss or um, uh, actually, you know, we may want to have you come in. Um, So I think, you know, err on the side of caution, call in, see what, you know, that what professionals think, and then go from there if you're not certain. Yeah, sometimes it's just comforting to know there's someone else there to support you. Right, exactly. And you mentioned something about some resources. Do you have any resources you'd like to share? I do. Um, I think the the broadest one um, and potentially one of the more helpful, um, as I said earlier, I am Um, I supervise an early childhood mental health consultation team at Aurora Mental Health and Recovery. And so this is actually a service that's available um, statewide and is, you know, kind of through different agencies throughout the state. And it's a really nice um, support in that it's no cost and it's a confidential resource for anyone who cares for children under six. And so that may be the parent, it may be a family member, it may be a childcare provider, um, really, honestly, anyone. Um, And the support line can help you better understand and support the well-being of the young child, including times when they may be struggling. And so the phone number for that support line is 833-ECMH411. And again, you know, 
the people that will be answering the phone, they are early childhood mental health consultants themselves. And so they'll be able to kind of walk through and ask questions and get a sense of, you know, are there just developmental questions around what does this look like in a three-year-old or, you know, is the family or childcare provider, you know, seeking services. Would you mind, Jen, just to repeat that one more time in case somebody didn't get it? No, that's fine. Um, sure. It's the phone number is 833-ECMH411. And again, this is a service that's available throughout the state of Colorado. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share before we end today? You know, honestly, I don't think there's anything that I haven't already shared. Um, I just really encourage families to listen to their gut. Um, they know their child better than anyone else does. And if questions or uncertainties arise, reach out to the professional um, as, you know, they'll be able to kind of help just support you as you're supporting your child. Great. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for talking with us today um, and sharing your expertise with us. Thank you. Of course. Thank you, Sue. Have a great day. You too.